Welcome travelers from the winding trails Grab a spot by the hearth and a pint of ale A brief respite from our noble quest Lean back in a chair for the song of rest Hello travelers and welcome to the song of rest A place where our heroes and the deities that guide them Gather to share a behind the scenes and behind the screens Look at the unfolding adventures in Archipeldia Gathered before us is the Dungeon Master, Aaron Rollins, and his band of players, Dustin Bleschmidt, Janelle Wilkie, and Chad Stafford. But I'll let them do the talking, and I'll get back to playing. Oh yeah, there's Jive Horse, cool. Good. Remember, throw in some Jive Horse music. I think we need to do the, um, what is it? The one that Rory did that was the trance version. Yes, absolutely. For, for that moment, yes. it seemed it seems like that buildup would be just right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like, it's almost as if Aaron remembered that song and wrote the moment specifically to go with it. I am excited to talk about this episode with you guys. Yeah. Um, so I have a first, I have a big question about our uh, giant battle, which was expertly crafted, by the way. Thank you so much, sir. Extra snaps for you. Yay. And I'm going to I'm going to read this as I wrote it as it was happening. Was the King Tibber interference Deus Ex Frogina? Or did you plan it all along? <laughs> um, Tibber was going to come out at some point. It wasn't really determined when. Um, it might have been like once you guys had gotten to Wallach or something like that. Uh, but it also just seemed like a really good opportunity. I had actually thought about the situation of him coming out during this fight. But I also had to catch myself because the whole prospect of him attacking Laminaria was going to be bound by the blood promise. So I, I had that in mind as well. That is good because I was like, ah, crap. Uh, Sherman's basically been out of the fight for four turns. Everyone's going to die. That's, <laughs> that's what I was feeling. Yeah. Feeling that one was up your sleeve and something that I feel about this episode and, and what I've started noticing about past episodes too and then I really started feeling it here is that you kind of write these stories almost like it's a show and it has beats that it hits yeah like like not not like a D&D show but like a TV show that you would watch yeah and I probably would get a lot of I could probably get razzed by other DMs for because that's basically railroading what they would call it. You know, like there's beats that you're going to reach and the party needs to go there. But I think it's better to tell a story rather than try to ad lib, you know, the thousands of different decisions or different directions people can go, you know, I mean, because a, a typical D&D game could be completely a sandbox open world. You guys just go wherever the heck you want to go. And that's that's fine. You know, it's fun that way. But I think when you really want to tell a story, especially when you're trying to uh, prepare for something like this, there are certain things that yeah, I guess, you know, yeah, beats or milestones or markers that uh that you guys reach that are important to explore and describe and 
cutscenes out of a video game. Yeah, that's probably yeah. a good way to, to put it. Well, yeah. And that too is like what I've come to notice is that a fight is rarely just going to be a fight that there is going to be something that happens that's going to change the dynamic entirely. There's whether so much narrative in it. Yeah, yeah, whether that's like an NPC coming in to help us or, oh, the thing that you thought you were going to fight this whole time, well, now there's an even bigger threat. Now you got to deal with that thing. Um, and it certainly makes combat, like it keeps us on our toes. And we some you know we could have a, a strategy going in and like, all right, there's this one thing, we're going to fight it and we kind of have an idea of what we're going to do. Oh, and now suddenly it's changed and it keeps us as the players on our toes and having to come up with a new strategy sometimes on the fly. And that makes combat, I think, much more interesting, like on par level of of fun and interactive as, you know, some of our shenanigans and dialogue that we get up to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you definitely got to keep combat interesting because if every combat is a blank battlefield blank flat battlefield and it's just i attack you attack i attack you attack it's there's nothing else to that and as much as dnd is mostly a combat centric system there needs to be things that keep the players on their toes things that change in the middle of combat you know um i think one of the one of the best ways for any dm to make combat interesting is to be creative with the battleground make things uh you know, make things interesting. Like it's not just easy to get from one player to another player, or one enemy to the other player. Maybe there's like platforming that has to be done during the middle of combat or like the whole terrain changes as you're fighting, you know, those kind of cool effects to keep, to keep it fresh, you know? Yeah. Like, have you guys played the most recent God of War game on PS4? I watched it played. Watched many a Let's Play. Those bad like the most the epic battles with like the big bosses they do that where the the terrain the whole scene is constantly changes as as one person's getting like flung through a building and now they're on the other side of the mountain and now something's collapsing around them i mean it was like it it brings those epic proportions to i'm not where we started this fight you know <laughs> so yeah that's that's core, that's more of an exaggerated uh version of what i'm talking about but yeah Kind of the same idea. And it's interesting, too, because we're starting to listen back to some of the podcasts because they're finally being uh, dropped. And I now that I know that you kind of just have these, like, not plot beats in mind necessarily from, from the get-go, but more, like, just details planned. Um, I'm paying more attention now because of that. And I'm catching moments in episodes like one, two, and three, where it's like, oh, like, yes, this shows up later. Like, so I, it's like, maybe I need to pay a little bit more attention. Yeah, and it's also thanks to you guys too, because a lot of the stuff that we come up with just randomly, I put in my pocket and that definitely goes into the writing later on. I was about on. to I say, mean, speaking of paying attention, like you definitely pay the most attention. Oh, yeah. Because there are like these one-off bits that we do that suddenly become a much more, you know, grand thing that's been woven into the later narrative that makes it feel <laughs> like proper world building. And I love guab. it. It's yeah. so fun. <laughs> the guab. guab. <laughs> the guabs. Never thought we would have this jive horse come back to jive horse. Like it was, and I, we we I mentioned this right before we started, but it was like I wasn't sure if it would ever happen because like the 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 concept of jive horse was like on the borderline of silliness, 
And I'm like, is it, it ever going to come? It is silliness. It's like on <laughs> yeah. the borderline of almost over the top. But like, I hoped in my heart that Jive Horse <laughs> would make some sort of return. And to have that be the episode cap is oh, like, oh yeah. what does it mean? That feels very adventure time to me. <laughs> yes. Okay. We have our so, James Baxter moment, and I am all for it. So I'm going to drop my DM segment here, which I usually use to like ask you guys if you caught on to something or whatever. Yeah. But this time it's not going to be a name or something like there, or I guess a, you know, a very subtle hint or something that I dropped. This time it was. That Jive Horse, I loved. I loved Jive Horse so much, like, and I, and like, so much. But I didn't want to overplay Jive Horse because I wanted to bring Jive Horse back into the fray with this scene. And so there was a moment when I was doing a recap, and I think it was a recap of episode six, um, that I didn't mention Jive Horse. And then Chad, you you pointed it out. You're like, there's uh, there's some details missing from this re- this this recap, and I'm just like, yeah, shut up. <laughs> 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 because I also wanted it to play off as like, okay, yeah, that was kind of silly of us to do, but just you wait because this is gonna <laughs> happen. Oh my god! You all suddenly get inspiration from a nearby sound. Mm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, does Jive Horse represent like? just putting on the headphones and feeling the calm amidst the storm, the frog and bug apocalypse, basically. Exactly. Is he just going to be their beacon? <laughs> Jive horse calms everybody down as everything is going to be just fine. Frog horse, <laughs> or frog, sorry. Jive horse. <laughs> frog horse. Jive horse is our, like, Rudolph, you know? It, it was just too stormy outside, but he's the beacon that's going to light the way and save Christmas. <laughs> Just put on those headphones and you'll get through it. No need to panic. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of panic, I think this was the first time that uh, (gasps) I went, I went, I went to the, to the side of not coming back potentially. I think it was the first time that Timothy was downed. Mm. I think at least. Yeah. Yeah. I think think it was. I think so. I didn't like like, it. I know. (laughs) I know Sherman's been down, but I don't think Timothy's been down before, but this I know I'm pretty sure uh, y'all have felt like vulnerable during combats, but yes. this is the first time that I felt like nervous, but like that good nervous. nervous where you're like, this is either going to be like an epic triumphant comeback or like the trauma that everybody who plays D&D is looking for. One of the <laughs> yeah. two. Two, my two boys are incapacitated and I'm down to one health. That was and so was scary. Like, oh, like as soon yeah. as you, like I went down, you're at one health and it's like, okay, what are we going to do? I, I, my brain immediately went to like, how do we get out of this? I'm like, he, he's got to be bringing King Tibber back. Like, good God. Like, <laughs> how, I don't see any other way out of this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If you caught on, I mean, like King, King Tibber did decide to stay back with Lily for a little bit. So, yeah. Yes, I I, I clocked that. Yeah, there's there's so many scenarios of what could have happened because, like, with Sherman with Sherman getting held, basically. Sure, he wasn't able to fight, but he's got 50 HP right now with the 10 temp hit point. So imagine Ooh. like imagine what would have happened narratively if he sees 
both of his new friends go down and he can't do anything and then he's let loose like what would that do for that character so it's there's so many little nuances like if there's a multiverse there is a multiverse where we're also doing this podcast but that happened yeah it almost did it was really close like i was about ready to ask uh aaron hey i have one last Sherman treat. What happens if I eat it? Oh, nothing. Like oh. I'm getting yeah. desperate here. What happens if I eat the treat? <laughs> oh, they're they're genetically engineered for dog folk. Gosh darn it. <laughs> um, I, I do want to say one thing, and this will just be a juicy tidbit for Song of Rest folks. But here's what I envisioned in my mind. Because I didn't know if I if I didn't know if Sherman was going to do the final blow on, um, fuck, what's the name again? I wrote it down. Uh, Laminaria, yeah. Uh, so I didn't know if it was actually going to happen, but I was conjuring an idea of my mind of what if it did happen, and this is what I conjured in my mind was running over to Flower Kraut because it's a big, it's like a big villain for Flower Crowd as well, because it's like the hag thing, be my sister, lady, like, <laughs> and so I was going to be like, pull out a javelin and tell Flower Crowd to launch and then launch the javelin with the power of the Eldritch fart <laughs> and He's slay her butt. Yeah. You load her slay up like the a freaking monster. harpoon gun. <laughs> like, no, no, not, no, like the, the force of the air cannon, like on top, like yeah, like surfboard, oh, fart gotcha. surfboard. Okay, like oh that God. was the vision I had in my mind. I thought you were saying if I knew it was going to happen, <laughs> it's 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 either in Flower's butt or near Flower's butt, and she it's just a, launches above. it. <laughs> but I'm picturing Sherman running over to Flower Cut, picking her up and putting her sideways with. With her legs under one arm and her torso under the other, so he's holding her kind of like Zarya in Overwatch holds her giant gun, sticking a javelin up her butt and just firing. Oh my that's, god! No, that seems like you'd need consent for something like that. That's not. You're like, no, that would be silly. I just want her to push air at a thing at a projectile for me. Yes, yeah. you would need consent. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and after getting dropped off a cliff, I'm not sure how much consent she's going to offer to Sherman picking her up anymore. She has a lot more respect for Sherman now since the early days. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. The early, I mean, days, early days. Two, two days, days ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The early day. <laughs> oh, I've the other say, day. Uh, I've got to say, um, I know we like to joke a lot, and this is like a, 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 I'd like to call it a dramedy podcast because we, we like to have fun, but also there are serious plot elements happening. Um, uh, anybody else get super emotional when Lily was talking about her mom? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 100%. Woo. Good our play. I I love Lily. We just got to come back and visit. Who uh, yeah. who's yeah. got planar shift? <laughs> we need to. <laughs> Not yet, but we'll work yeah. on it. We're, yeah. we're going to work on getting that for sure. No, that's later in the game when we get our own world map and we get our own ship called the planar hops and we can just fly anywhere yeah. we want without going through the story arc to get there. <laughs> there you go. 
Yeah, it's like the, think... the with the third disc of a Final Fantasy game or something. Yeah, like that. exactly. <laughs> yeah. We just show up on the story arc and like, hey, you got like a smaller ship that's kind of attached to this. Yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna take that. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's a story pub. This is a smaller one. This is the gastro pub. You know, it's 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 small, but it's mighty. And we've got a lot of different appetizers. Oh yeah, you can get on to the short story dinghy. We've got it out in the back. You <laughs> the can just short story dinghy. <laughs> <laughs> This is more the parable. Of a, it's more of a, a poem, like a really short form poem, but we'll make it work. Mm. Flowerkraut may not be like vulnerable enough with her team to share this yet, um, and she played it pretty aloof with the with the hag. But Flowerkraut is a little bit unnerved, and maybe maybe I will bring this up during the next podcast. But she's a bit unnerved uh, that these hags are kind of like focusing in on her and wanting to kind of take away these new companions. Mm. And it's, it's, it's going to make her, uh, she, she's feeling a little bit nauseous about it. So I don't know if she's going to bring it up right away, but um, maybe in our next recording, I can talk a little bit about that. Just like when she has some alone time, she'll be kind of thinking about that. I think there's a lot for our characters to unpack once yeah. kind of the devastation is is over. Because yeah. not only is it that they have threatened the physical beings, but there's also this sort of metaphysical light within all of us that they are literally eating each other to get to. And well, oh, we're, we're, yeah, we're each fucked. carrying one. So that connects oh. all of us to them even more, which is kind of And do of they terrifying. know now? Oh, do they know now? Like, did they have a connection, that much of a connection to uh, Laminestra? Laminestra? God damn it. Um, Laminaria. Laminaria. Well, I got to figure if she's demanding more power from them that like now they know that we're not some, you know, get screwed up just crossing a river gang anymore. We're actually, <laughs> you know, something mm. to be contended with. So if anything, maybe they just know we're a threat now. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron, save save a little room for uh, maybe some heart to heart moments next episode. Oh, yeah. You guys will definitely I think we get need, that. I think we need some we need to talk through some feels. Yeah. Little little uh, therapy sesh. Mm-hmm. Little mm. therapy sesh with Jive Horse. <laughs> with Jive Horse. Just, just <laughs> no, jamming in the back Guys, I'm going to play <laughs> just... a nice little, just a little um for you to get through this, all right? Dang, Jive Horse. I like that deep voice. <laughs> Very There's, sultry. This, the, this all right. stereotypical therapy session skit scene where the patient's laying on the on the couch and they're just going off about all their problems and they're talking through everything themselves and the therapist is just nodding and it's just jive horse nodding <laughs> he's actually listening to music mm -hmm. and timothy's just like oh that was a great session jive horse thank you so much you're the greatest it's like the, what was that <laughs> iron man 3 where the whole thing's a therapy session with bruce banner and he's yeah. like have you been listening this whole time he's like honestly you lost me at this point and it was the very beginning of the story <laughs> yeah yeah can my fan art moment be from the short rest i'd love to draw a comic of, of everyone <laughs> in the yeah. therapy session with jive horse in the background so i also had a moment in my mind which i really want to draw out it's and it's it's tibber launching over all of us free willy style to land on top of the <laughs> 
the, the monstrosity. And like I just want all of our hands like up in the air as like the slime is flying off of Timber and just make it oh, look yeah. exactly like Free Willy, like the poster. That's like what I picture. <laughs> oh, that was Eddie, fantastic! Like leapt Please over do that. all of us. It's just so funny that's, to me. That's a good transition into our little segment on the Song of Rest of like a fan art moment for from yes. this episode. Yes, we should go around and say our fan art moment. And Chad, I love yours. That's <laughs> amazing. I'm trying to think about any other ones. Uh, someone else go first. I don't want to go it again. <laughs> fan art moments. How about a fan art of, wow, okay. Remember, I get to edit this so I can think about it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so it's just so much, so much happened in such a condensed like space. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I've got one. I got it. Okay, I've go, go, one. go. Um, when Lily was with her arm out between worlds, um, reaching out to all of us to pull us through, like as one last helpful act. And I just Aww. imagine all of us inside of like this giant wooden tree and all leaping towards her at the same time. It's very Kingdom Hearts in my mind and she's yeah. between the worlds like reaching out ready to give us you know one last bit of help to get to the other side i love that it was great i think like just pure like and i guess my fan art moment would also be like the the to be continued like after like <laughs> in between commercial breaks kind of thing when King Tibbert went to think about attacking uh, and then the whole blood vine started to come out and then he stopped. That moment, I think, would be like a really cool like art piece. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His connection. Yeah, it it kind of like just forms right there in the sky to kind of like this reminder that you, you've made a, a pact. Um, my moment, I think, and... And I definitely put more credit into your guys' moments because you know I it's th this is this is not much different than it is different, but it's not much different than like a someone who's writing something saying, "Oh, this is my favorite part of my book that I wrote." But like with the story, I really like the visual of Laminaria coming out of the water, you know, with her hair just like she's just dripping this black mm. ooze, and she's got this scowl on her face, and her eyes are like behind the seaweed hair. And she like just puts her arms up and this all the boggles start to like form behind her. And oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, um, mine was a Laminaria moment too. I, I definitely, she had some creepy attacks and I just wanted I to bite? capture one was it of those. I bite? I bite. Yeah. This I yeah. can not okay. kiss my ass. <laughs> that was creepy. And and it's so funny. I mean, the funny part is like you're saying all eyes on me. Yeah. <laughs> you're saying you're saying we've been singing Bo Burnham all night. <laughs> by the way, it's been so hard. We had to squeeze it's, that one out. It's been weeks. It's been weeks. I have a problem. I need help. I'll probably still need help when this airs. I'll probably still be doing it. But I I love All Eyes on Me is probably one of my favorite songs from that, if not my favorite. And uh, <laughs> but it was just so ironic that you had a, an ability called I Bite after Sherman said that. <laughs> yeah, Jesus that's Christ. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you're making this up, aren't you? 
Then I'm I, like, yeah, you're, I thought you're faking it too. You're not, you're not making this up, are you're you? <laughs> uh, I would never accuse you of homebrewing. How dare I? How dare? <laughs> no, 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 that malarkey in this game. No, malarkey's in another game. <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny though. Like, I bite very powerful spell. However, uh, it ended up being just a hold person spell that you know took Sherman out of the fight for most of it. Yeah, I rolled so bad. I, dude, I was right there with you. I was rolling absolute craptastically most of the game. Flower was just taking all of the good ones. You were on fire. <laughs> oh yeah. This was Oh yeah. This was definitely one of those one of those things where I was like, oh, okay. I had that really awesome first turn and I was like, yeah, oh yeah. And then it was like, oh no. Oh no. Oh no. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say that it was it was nice to finally get to do the hexbane crossover that we've been yeah. wanting to do hex not was that good, yeah. my not that hex was doing anything beneficial i was so bummed about that oh yeah because you hexed the boxtrosity but then um it i should have was... done it to her i should have done it to laminaria yeah but at the same time sherman compelled duel on her so he kind of was so maybe it might have been good i guess to have the box because you weren't supposed to attack her or else it would break that spell. Oh yeah. I mean, so maybe we yeah. would have had to do a strength check or, or that or he would have had to do a strength check um if the bugstrosity did grab one of us. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Oh my god. That's gosh. what I was thinking it was gonna do because it kept trying to go through the portals and grab us. Yeah, that was one thing that never happened except for doing one of your duplicates. It it yeah. the whole, one of it one of its abilities is to grab you, pull you through the rift and dump you in the water where you would just take a shit ton of acid oh, damage, that's brutal. basically. Uh, yeah, but it couldn't hit worth shit, well, so. And like, we didn't, I mean, it's it's hard to tell like which is the bigger threat in the room because mm -hmm. on, on one hand, we have this literal monstrosity and the other, we have this witch who's, for the most part, stayed out of fights. Now, is that because she doesn't think like these fights are beneath her or is it because that she's not like, high up in HP, so she just uses minions to do kind of the 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 dirty work. So I don't know. I felt like oh she I, I felt like I, we played that off as well as we as we could in the moment. She yeah. was definitely the bigger threat, but neither were to be ignored. Right. Oh, so yeah. we had to split our attention for sure. Yeah, it it is kind of cool when you've got a situation, at least for the DM, that you 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 don't know the players don't know which one's worse. Like most of the time you can be like, okay, we should focus fire this one because that's the threat. But these between these two, it was like, uh, so it was a cool idea. It was a good idea. And I was really happy to see Sherman, uh, do comp compelled duel for the first time. Oh that yeah. spell, you can just isolate one threat and then you can have the other two focus fire something else, you know, or just, if anything, you're going to stop, you can stop one person from affecting anybody else, you know? Um, Which, judging by the stuff she was doing to you, you definitely helped us out there, bud. Yeah, I, I've yeah. got to say that really, yeah, it was it was a great like combat mechanic, but also just from Sherman's perspective, this this witch is fixated on Flowerkraut, who he 
both as a dog and as a paladin, has sworn an oath of basically protection. So his sole thought at that moment was like, no, come yeah. get me. Well, and especially with I'm not how... your want. I'm not what you want. I'm what you need right now. <laughs> well, especially with how like obsessed she was. Like I thought in my brain, maybe this was a scenario where she's gonna like try to absorb Flower Crowd's power or something. Perfect. Like if Flower Crowd wasn't gonna join, she was gonna <laughs> like drain the light out of her or something crazy like that. Which is why she was mm. like beelining it towards her as soon as she was able to. Yeah. In a very creepy fashion. I'm like, oh man, this is not gonna end well. And then you lined yeah. up the lightning shot, my dude. Yow. <laughs> Freaking A. Oh yeah, by the way, power to the to the horror movie stare, because that was very good descripting. Yes. Yeah, so the I, I mean she's a modified version of one of the hags that's in the book. Um and there's I, I took away some of the abilities that that the well, I'll go ahead and say it because the problem I'm not sure a lot of people have figured it out. She's a sea hag. Oh yeah. And they um they have specific abilities that are based on uh, causing fear because sea hags typically have a uh, an ability called horric, horrific appearance, which it, it essentially what it does is anyone who's close to them at the beginning of their turn has to roll a wisdom save or they're just frightened of them. So you immediately have to like run away from them, which I didn't want that to play into this. Like you guys had seen her before. She's not, she's ugly. She's a crone. She's a hag, but it's not like in this story it's that's going to cause you to run away um so i took that out and added in um like more stats i guess for her so she was a little bit more beefy than a typical sea hag because plus yeah. the save the save dc on the um, on the hold person well it didn't no never mind i don't know what the save dc on was on the hold person because i rolled three like four times yeah um, you're rolling really low but what was it it was it was something where I tried to roll a save and I thought I rolled well. Oh, it was when you did the eye bite and I rolled a 15. I was like, I rolled a 15. What do you think about that? And you're like, I think you're blind. <laughs> yeah, it, she had a saved a spell DC of 16. And that's ah. why when because you rolled and you got a nine and then Chad was like, you've got that bardic inspiration die. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, oh, fuck, because if he rolls a six, it's still not going to be enough. And that's exactly what you did. That's what sorry. happened. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, there's no way you could have known. Uh, I was so excited too when you got that six. I felt like, yes. Yeah, me too. This was a good <laughs> yeah. move. Everyone got something out of it. Nope. I, I think that moment though was like the, the stakes are higher as soon yeah. as we realized that that didn't save. The stakes instantly like went up. Yeah. yeah and I was, sure. I, as a primarily a spellcaster i was not in the best form for that fight because i used so much of my spells in the first fight that we had in the last episode and so i don't know i feel as a character and as a player i feel so dang helpless once i'm out of those spells and now i'm just like chucking daggers and hoping for something to to work <laughs> mm -hmm. i know you weren't a damage like a damage dealer necessarily in this fight but timothy's spells were so clutch like when you gave the inspiration, it saved yours and my butt a couple times, and Bane saved us a lot. Oh yeah, Bane is my a best lot. friend. Like Bane is just he's he's with us for the long haul, man. 
It is such a powerful spell because you get it I so can't early on. tell it's you. Incredible. I mean, we're only at nine episodes at this point, and I can't even count how many times the enemies failed simply because of Bane. Like they would have succeeded, but they got Bane down to a miss, like multiple times. It's it's incredibly useful. Plus, there was that combo in this one where the Bane brought it down, and Flowerkraut used her Bardic Inspiration to go up, and it missed because of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then I forgot that the um I always forget. And thank you for reminding me, Dustin, because you're like the, the 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 angel on my shoulder that's just like, oh, and don't forget that this does this, because I completely forgot that casting um vicious mockery like also does the disadvantage. Yes. Yeah, it's you always forget that it's like um it's almost like a control spell ver more so than it is a damage spell. At that yeah. point, I mean, it only does one D4, which uh, not, it not does one D4 <laughs> right now. But yes. when you guys hit fifth level, it'll do two D4. Yes. Oh, man. And and Elderly Blast will do two D10. And you can oh, actually split yes. it at level five. Oh, man. The you can oh, the yes. fabled you, split fart. You oh, can no. split. God. You can send a D10 in two different directions. <laughs> oh, my God. My biotic shock waves will be in two directions. One for yeah. each cheek. They'll, they'll be in mm -hmm. toot directions. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to leave. <laughs> I'll see myself out after that one. So I'm, I may have missed it, but uh, Janelle, what was your fan art moment? Oh, it was the same as your. Well, not the same exact as yours, but I'm definitely going to draw Laminaria doing some kind of spell because... She's so creepy, and I like. I, I'd love to do just like an art piece uh, with with her. Mm. Man, the, just the the idea of when you were describing the other hag's arms coming out <gasps> of where oh, the, never mind where one. the That's sword went through. Like that is so disturbing. Like that is some dead space stuff right there. Oh like, yeah, it's just so creepy to think about, and like oof. What a visceral death. That's a great death. one. Yeah, that would be a really good art piece too. Hey, and we got That's a shell. A we need to figure out what that shell does. We do. We just like yeah, hold it up do. to our ears. Oh, I hear the ocean. Also, they're plotting our demise. <laughs> I think if we break it, a redhead gets to go on a date. I didn't catch that joke. It's a Little Mermaid reference. Oh, okay, okay. Oh my God. <laughs> I caught that just like one second before you said that. <laughs> very slow look at this stuff and isn't it neat timothy's wait no i thought i got my voice i, I don't need another <laughs> one thanks <laughs> oh can we really quick i know we're going up into 40 minutes but hey uh, that, these fine. are as long as we want them to be um can i talk about um my uh my favorite rp choice was from timothy and the lips <laughs> Timothy and the lips oh, no. had me absolutely shattered for oh, like God. 10 minutes. Oh. Flesh flaps. The flesh flaps. flesh flaps. I was crying. I was laughing so hard. I thought I was going to pass out. <laughs> like it was a really hard laugh, dude. That was so funny to me. <laughs> oh, that was so great. Yeah. Oh, Timothy, just like can't. What was the just line? Yeah, I can mimic like, any. I can mock anything, but I can't make a lip sound. <laughs> I can mimic anything, but I can't mimic the fact I don't have lips. 
Uh, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> Super proud of that. That was fantastic. Cool. Well, uh, maybe we should wrap this one up, guys. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much for another wonderful session. I look, I look, oh, yeah. I know we're doing this as a podcast, but I also just think of it. We're just a couple friends getting together for a really freaking awesome game night. And yeah. I don't know. There's still there's still a lot of craziness in the world, so this has been uh this has been like the little fortress of audio solitude. Yeah. Little balm to the soul. Little escape into your imagination with friends. Thank you so much for listening to our song of rest. If you like the adventures your ears just went on, feel free to listen in on our other adventures from any plane of existence or seeing stone you get your podcasts. Until we meet again, safe journeys, travelers. Wins with you, BB Army. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Break, Battle, and Roll. We hope you're enjoying our adventure as much as we are in creating it. If you're looking for more ways to connect with Break, Battle, and Roll, follow our Instagram and Twitter, both at Break, Battle, Roll. Or stop by and give us a like on the Break, Battle, and Roll Facebook page. Additionally, you can follow Chad Stafford at his Instagram and Twitter, at It's Chit Chad. That's I-T-S-C-H-I-T-C-H-A-D. As well as his YouTube channels, Chit Chad and Chit Chat Plays. Janelle Wilkie on her Instagram, at Janelle.Wilkie, that's J-A-N-E-L-L-E dot W-I-L-K-E. Join our good buddy Dustin Bleshman as he streams on twitch.tv slash thefinaldestination. Follow his Instagram and TikTok, both at the underscore final underscore destination, and his Twitter, at F-I-N-L destination. You can also find me, Aaron, on Twitter at Aarkuma, that's A-A-R-K-U-M-A. Though the four of us bring this podcast to you, it wouldn't have the same audio quality without our amazing musicians, Ben Holland and Rory O'Neill, providing our theme song and musical accompaniment. Ben can be found on SoundCloud, and you can find Rory on Twitter at Trench Rorfare. That's T-R-E-N-C-H-R-O-R-F-A-R-E. We'd also like to shout out our good friends at the Roaring D20s, another fantastic D&D podcast with DM Scott Jones. Give them a follow on their Instagram and Twitter at rd20spodcast. That's R-D, the number two, the number zero, S, podcast. Now that you're a part of the BB Army, help spread the word. Got a friend or two that's run dry on D&D podcasts? Send them our way. Also, if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you think. Thanks again for listening. And now it's time for me to get back on the story arc, grab a drink, and get ready for the next adventure. Until next time.